motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. Um, one of the things I want to talk about in in segment three in in take a streak. Um, if we could move into that, if that's okay. Um. Mm-hmm segueing in from that sort of note i think um it would be a, a, now would be a good place for him to retire sadly i think i don't know what keeps taker coming back but i think every time vince needs a big draw he gets the checkbook out and gets taker and it's no disrespect to you taker i would do exactly the same um and you obviously have a love for the industry so which is half of what's making you come back but i don't think he'll ever truly retire um i think his capacity just gets less and less each time you know um and I believe they're doing a bit of a like a, a show, which I haven't watched yet. It's on the WWE Network at the moment, which is talks about Taker's career and and they sort of touch on like when when's it time to say quit. So I don't know if it might the tweet might have been a connection to to that um, because they do talk quite heavily on like like wh- when's he going to end it when when when's enough enough that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, with um, I, I wanted to to make segment three this week. Um, about Taker's streak. It was always going to be part of A to the Kenya, but that uh, A to the Kenya went a little bit uh, awry for us because of uh, the way WrestleMania went um, with having to move over two days and then things swapping and changing that much. Uh, but I always wanted to talk on Taker's streak. And um, basically, if you're up for a call, I'd like to talk about how I would have ended it. And I think you'd be surprised. Um, and then if, you, if you're happy to offer how you would have ended it, and then yeah. we'll, we'll go from there. Um, so for me, I have no disrespect to Brock. It was a shocking result, right? But, and I mentioned previously, I think I mentioned it in the top 10 list, that it would have been nice to go out on the Shawn Michaels um, finish. I thought it was Mm -hmm. a fantastic match, but that was a very good match and a very good story. But that was two older wrestlers leaving. Um, And I think it would have been nice for Taker to, to have pushed the talent with that win. I think we both agree on that point that he could have pushed a younger talent, which Brock necessarily wasn't either. So I want to run this one by you, Cal, right? I think, and you, I might surprise you with this one. I think it should have been Roman as it okay. was, but I think it should have been done differently. And there's how I would have done it, right? I'd have probably still had the Brock match in there or maybe not just, you know, whatever you do that year is fine, but not the win, right? But I would have had a build up of Roman going full heel, none of this tweeting a bollocks, none of this I'm a face whether you like it or not, going full heel and becoming a bit arrogant with it and basically pushing Taker to the point that Taker gets involved in the sense of like, similar to what AJ's doing, you know, he's past it, like I'm the future of the industry, this is my yard, all that kind of bollocks, which is what they were sort of trying to do, but actually push it, make him a heel and push him into that match and then have that match build up to WrestleMania where the Taker's going to teach him a lesson the taker okay uh, and uh, and then get to that point where roman and you could have done it one or two ways my preferred way right you get to the match roman does exactly what he did and takes the win and then that sees taker you know leave his hat and gloves I, i'm not too keen on the hat and gloves thing because it's like well the streak's ended buddy are you going you know what i mean but mm. nevertheless um so we have that match it feels more organic because it certainly did when when roman won like I think it was the year after uh, when he won, uh, it felt like Taker was passing the torch a little bit. So you kind of stick with that. But then you've got Roman still running around as an arrogant heel. And then personally, I would like to have seen that then go into Roman sort of being doing the whole, this is my yard now, but in a, in a sort of 
aggressive way and putting down the fact that how easily he bit taken and this sort of thing to the point that Kevin Owens gets involved because Kevin Owens is, is obviously he's been a wrestling fan all his life he's got a love for The Undertaker it makes sense it's personal and then Kevin Owens would then go on to a feud with Roman Reigns over the fact that he's showing such disrespect to Taker and then we build that sort of that heel Roman up along with a, a face Kevin Owens which everyone would love and from a match point of view I think it'd work really well uh, so I've digressed away from the from the Taker feud but I honestly the more I think about it the more I think if they'd have ended the streak with Roman rather than Brock but done it with Roman as a heel it could have worked so much better and we could have got on board with it if they would have let us dislike Roman but for a reason you know mm. how do you, you feel you have very much surprised me <laughs> I, I I wasn't expecting I was not expecting uh, you to think Roman was the right choice so I am surprised for me, I, I don't know if he was, he, he's truly my, for me, in some respects, I'm always up and down, always up and down as to whether they should not have ended it at all, whether they should have ended it Sean, whether they should, you know, so I'll never truly settle on something. But for me, I look at the agenda WWE have or had and go, well, you could have done it. You could have worked that. You know what I mean? They wanted to push him as the face of the business and the locker room leader. And who was the locker room leader? It was the undertaker. So mm. the rivalry built itself. All they had to do was book it right, and they should have. No one's ever going to be against the Undertaker, so they should have booked it as Roman as the as the heel. So that I keep sort of ruminating on it and going to myself, I wouldn't have minded him taking the the win to build himself or to 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 build up as this sort of massive heel. And then they could have turned the face angle at some point. They could have even had a rematch the following year, and then Roman, you know really has to try or loses even and then has to show him a bit of respect and you have that that sort of turn you know to a face or whatever but um i honestly think it could have worked it could really could have worked with roman um and whilst it kind of worked with brock i i don't know i still don't think he needed the take a win interesting <laughs> really interesting um <laughs> i think i think where where my kind of views were on it so i think you know thinking of how it kind of could or should have ended i mean initially because I've been watching it fucking for years. So I think it always would have been a kind of a beautiful end if it was, if it was Kane, who would have done it. Um, right. You know, they've, they've had that history, the brothers, the well, in kayfabe, the brothers, um, you know, they've, they've, they've fought many times, many different styles of matches and stuff like that. So I think my, my initial kind of thing was I've always, I always wanted Kane to do it. And then I think as time kind of went on, I was then, similar to yourself where i was like it needs to be one of the one of the new guys um you know it it would have made the likes of cena at the time um because yeah, obviously yeah. and 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 that that would have kind of told itself because obviously after the whole ruthless aggression thing um he comes out and he gets the the handshake from undertaker and he gets his approval and stuff like that like that could have worked but again that didn't happen and i think you know it's all we've always been in agreement that it should have been someone it should have made someone yeah you know because it's a big thing and i think that could go either really well or really bad and i think looking back there was really strong rumors at the time and i think even uh undertaker was lobbying for this um to have him face wade barrett for the streak and really? have wade, yeah and have wade barrett actually be the one um wow which which That's now i mean choice, isn't it yeah, which but obviously at the time he was he was starting to become pretty over like he was the leader of NXT um like the NXT fucking yeah to be fair yeah I forgot when he when he when NXT uh, when the Nexus sort of um, it, came Nexus. out he was 
he was uh, he was like sort of their leader, wasn't he? And he was uh, yeah, sort of come out onto the main roster with the rocket up his ass, really. Yeah. So I mean, like you know, he he was like a big guy. He he could talk. He you know, at the time, and and this was obviously before the bad news Barrett stuff, where you know, again, I found that pretty entertaining as well. But this was at a time where it it could have made sense because he was you know going to be pushed, and obviously that didn't end up happening. But then, with the benefit of of hindsight, you kind of think, well. Fucking hell! Like, imagine if they would have had, you know, Wade Barrett be the one to beat him, and then like a year or two later he fucks off, and he's just, you know, what I mean, he's on NWA Power or wherever he is now as a commentator. So it's like, mm. you know, it could it could have gone really badly as well. I think, you know, if it's a different a different timeline that we're thinking about, you know, you'd have someone like the likes of a Seth Rollins or a Drew McIntyre, you know, someone like that who would, or even, and it's a match they did have, but Bray Wyatt. Who has proven yeah. himself to be creative and 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 you know a, a mainstay? He had a match against it actually after um, the year after the streak ended. He had a match with the uh, Undertaker and lost. Exactly. So it's like I mean, imagine as well if if Bray was the fiend character at the time. Do you know what I mean? I think it's like it's all the way everything kind of aligned or didn't align, which is you know there's there's a few different ways you could have had it happen. You know, Bray. I mean, I I was big on the Bray Wyatt character, but the Fiend for me is just like a different level on that. So yeah. if if it was take of this the Fiend, then fucking hell, that would be yeah. an amazing way to do it. Yeah, I think the Fiend is a much more focused character, isn't it? Like Bray got a bit yeah. rambly, and I think that was a problem people had with it. He just sort of talked nonsense for a while. Um, I think he's managed to refine it and and build up this Fiend character. It's spanned from it, hasn't it? So I think um, it's definitely better. But that could have worked. I know. I think at the time he went up against the Undertaker at Mania, I think it was the whole uh, Kane and Undertaker and, and the Wyatt family stuff um, when right. all that, that rivalry was going on. But even so, I mean, it would have been a good time to, to build one of them up with, with the streak as well. And um, I, I, again, I'm not against Brock, but and it was a credible victory because Brock is a beast, but it was a, almost a waste, really. <laughs> we see that that's like for me thinking about it, like, um, that, that's why I like the benefit of hindsight is such a wonderful thing because, you know, at the time I was shocked and I, you know, I was like the guy they cut to in the fucking arena afterwards. I was like, mouth wide <laughs> yeah, open. Like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like literally that. But yeah. um, at the time they, they didn't do anything to build up that Brock was a legitimate threat. So, you know, mm. the assumption was Brock was just back for a payday. Like he, like he, he, you know, he had been kind of doing like sporadically, um, yeah. and he was just going to come in, lose to take and fuck off again, and maybe go back to UFC and blah blah blah. Um, so I just didn't even give it a second thought. I was just like, oh yeah, this will be, this will be interesting. It's going to be another kind of good notch on Taker's belt. Didn't even entertain the possibility. I don't even think the fans did at the time because it was just such a blase. Like, yay, we'll have him fight Brock. Sound, yeah. but. I think at the time, little did we know that Brock would actually be sticking around. And, you know, we're, we're here today in, in 2020 and he's he's still the, the champ, you know, un, until Mania <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. on fucking Sunday. So it's like, at, at, at the time, I was like, yeah, fucking hell, why have they done that? I can't believe it's Brock. But technically, you know, to a new generation of fans, like we know Brock had been around for you know, years, but to a new generation of fans, that made Brock for that new generation. I take your point. I mean, he's come over from UFC. A lot of people don't, like you said, the younger fans wouldn't have known his original run. Could have looked into it, but they probably didn't. And um, so he's come along and he's he's 
ended the streak, and that's a good impact to have straight away. So um, I didn't take points on that, yeah. And it's like you know, it is completely believable because he's a he's a fucking former UFC champ. He's built like a brick shit house. He's a monster, and like mm. having having Paul Heyman as his mouthpiece, being like he's the one in twenty one and one or whatever the fuck it is, and you know, being able to do that for almost a year, you know, it it really did launch Brock, even though he didn't need launching to most fans, but to kind of the, the new kind of way that we were going in that, you know, PG era and people who might not have been watching it back in the, the glory days of our kind of SmackDown times and stuff like that, when, when he was kind of, you know, the next big thing, like yeah. people probably didn't really know that much about Brock other than always a UFC guy, but, you know, they will have heard of the, the folklore of, you know, Undertaker's streak and he's 21 fucking hell and then have this guy beat it. It was probably, oh my God, it, it proper made Brock Lesnar for these new fans so really thinking back like i i am actually much happier that it was brock than roman because he because how many years later was it that roman did it uh two he he went up he done wrestlemania 31 was the bray wyatt encounter um 32 was shane mcmahon and for some reason <laughs> remember when uh, Vince was like, I'm going to put you in a hell in a cell against The Undertaker because he's, he's, he's going to fuck you up. And then The Undertaker <laughs> just turned up and went, anything you say, Vince? Uh, that was kind of <laughs> weird. But uh, yeah, and then um, Roman Reigns was the, the year after. Uh, 30, well, yeah, 33. Maybe 33, yeah. Right, okay. So yeah, I mean, because by that time, Taker was already starting to look a bit past it. Whereas I think when he was against Brock, he was still... He still looked a little bit legit himself. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like just even from a timing standpoint, and I, mm. I really liked your idea of, of seeing Roman go in it as a heel, but I, I, I haven't even got confidence he could pull it off. I feel like <laughs> I feel like he'd fuck up being a heel, Roman. And it's he'd probably end up as some sort of Corbin type heel, and then people just don't like him because he's unlikable. Yeah, um, it probably wouldn't help, but I don't know. I just I hold out faith that there's something there. I think sometimes when they pull people back from from going with the the flow of the crowd it it's difficult like they should have read the crowd a long time ago and turned them heel and it's some of the issue you had with the, the later years of John Cena where people just wanted something different and WWE wouldn't give them it because they were selling merch mm-hmm. and it's a shame but um yeah i mean that being said you know roman kind of had to carry taker through the match uh, which is not good for roman um because like you say he wasn't as um uh, as on form as he was against Brock but he seems to have, um, I, I don't know if he's had some sort of surgery, or I think he was having some issue when he had some sort of surgery, but when he mm. came back against John Cena, and certainly this year against AJ Styles, he's looking quite on form again as well. Don't be wrong, he's not doing as many big spots or in-ring stuff, but you know he, he squashed John Cena and looked fairly credible doing it, and um, AJ, he really battered all the OC, admittedly uh, yeah. quite theatrically, I'll, I'll be honest, but uh, even so, he, he's looking in, in better condition now, and I think he was probably suffering through some things as well, which probably hasn't helped. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, hopefully the the Instagram post he put out or whatever doesn't mean that it's the end. Hopefully he does have one more in him. And I mean, I think it would be great for Bray to avenge his loss at Mania to Undertaker in next year's WrestleMania and, and have look the at the way, actually retire him. Looking at the way they can han- he can handle storytelling and he can build up from all these things that have happened in the past. Um, I, I reckon Bray would be fantastic at telling that story, and I think Taker would be so on board for it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing for me is, and it's not something you can do now, cats out of the bag, so it doesn't have any effect on that. Uh, but I th- honestly, and I, I love Taker, but I think they should have ended the streak 
uh, that that's where it ended. I think that should have been that his last sort of WrestleMania. Not necessarily yeah. being there, but last match at WrestleMania. I think he should have gone like that's the streak. You know what I mean? Because um, we see The Rock and Hulk Hogan all that come back, but they don't have matches. You know, he doesn't have to have a booked match. He can still be mm. at WrestleMania. He can still turn up. Um, you know, so I don't want it to be the last of we ever see a taker. But I do think when the streak ended, that's when it should have ended for the in-ring competition at Mania. Well, that's it. I mean, when when he lost to Brock, I mean that that should have been it definitely. But then when he lost a second time to Roman, and I, you know. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that when he he took his gloves and his hat off and all the shit and left him? Yeah, in the and ring? he left him in the ring. And that's it, it was kind of weird because they tried to make that more of more the moment than Brock's, which is like, well, the the streak ended a couple of years ago. Why are you doing this now? Well, exactly because for me that that was him retiring. So I don't know whether he was just l- like lured back with more money or however they did it. But I I legitimately think at that point he'd decided, okay, so I lost to Brock and that's gone really well I, i'm going to put over another you know whoever your top guy is vince i'll put him over okay well if you go into reigns awesome this will be my retirement match leaves the shit in the ring but then just keeps coming back and i don't like it when wrestlers do that and you know i know it must be really difficult for them to actually hang it up like i know rick flair had his retirement match with um sean michaels and then he legitimately regrets ever having a match after that because the story that they told at that WrestleMania and the ending to it and stuff was, you know, it was, it was a beautiful story, but he just couldn't, wrestlers yeah. just can't let it go. Didn't didn't he actually go to an, uh, TNA for a little while as well, Rick? I, th- I think he might have done, yeah. He's, he's been yeah. there a couple of times. I think he might have gone back after that, yeah. Yeah, but um, it, it is it must be so hard to let go. And, and to be fair, we talked um, on wrestling films uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks back and you know, there's an entire film based around that fantastic film, in fact, uh, or being the wrestler, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty much that, that it's hard to, to, to let go. And when it's, when it's your life and when you live it like that, when do you say no? And I'm sure Taker does come back because that, that's what he knows and he, and he misses it. You know, yeah, I, it, I think, it can't um, really be for the money because there's only so much money he can have. You know what I mean? He probably doesn't yeah. need the money. Um, he's got a successful real estate business on top of everything else. Do you know what I mean? He, he's mm. don't be wrong. Vince can offer a massive paycheck, but there's a point when it's like, well, it's just more money in the bank. You know, it's not some you don't need to spend it. So, um, I don't think that's the law, really. No, yeah. I think as well you referenced the um the WWE documentary that's coming out soon on the WWE Network, and they've got a preview out at the moment. Um, and as part of that, you do see him kind of say. Um, his biggest fear is to become a caricature of himself. He doesn't mm. want um, he doesn't want to see a dad in in the kind of audience saying to his son, "Ah, but you know, you should have seen him when he could go." And it's like it's it's a sad thing, really. But you kind of already a little bit past that now. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a shame. I, I hate to say it, but it's a shame that Taker doesn't see that in himself because yeah, we can I can legitimately say that now and I think you're, you're quite happy to say that now that yeah you should have seen him when he could go yeah um, he, he's not that wrestler anymore no but anytime I, we see him is a great time that's the only thing oh yeah of course I mean we, we've just been talking about that Boneyard match it was clearly one of the standout you know if not the standout for a lot of people of, of the mania that's just happened so you know he's here at god knows how many years of age um, his late 50s or wherever he is and having you know, still having the best match or the best segment of WrestleMania is is a, a fantastic thing. To, you know, he's, he's main eventing at, at WrestleMania <laughs> at his age, so it is it is mad. But I think 
you know, he clearly doesn't have many more left in him. And if I'd like to think that wasn't his last one. I'd like to think if he's got at least one more, then it's going to be something like a fiend or something like that, where it's just a real, real, really fitting end to the Undertaker character. I think it'd be nice to go out in front of the crowd as well. Mm. Like it, for this to be his last one and the way in an audience for it, it'd be a bit of a shame. Yeah. And I think, you know, I don't, I don't want them to just repeat or like ride off the coattails of these two, you know, very new kind of style features that WWE have put out there. But I mm. do feel, I do feel like there could be some sort of hybrid next year's that has a level of production value and mystique, but is also some, uh, a level of fighting and, and like a, a match as well. Do you know what I mean some sort of yeah. hybrid somehow? Um, yeah, I'm sure they could find a decent middle ground for that. Yeah, I think I think that that would be a a fitting end to to Undertaker and you know because he, he literally can't carry on forever so it's got to come to an end soon and hopefully oh, yeah. Yeah. hopefully as you say he's he's got one more left in him and hopefully it's in front of some like a real crowd who can actually send him off yeah with any luck so um I hope you guys enjoyed that that was um sort of our slightly brief talk on on the Taker streak um now. We've we've toying with the idea of, of potentially doing like a, a greatest matches or greatest Undertaker matches in some way. So um, obviously going forward, that's something we can maybe go into a bit more in depth down the line. Um, but as for the our A to the K Wrestle Talk podcast, that is uh, that's pretty much it for the, us for this week. Um, is there anything you want to add, Carl? No, I just think um, here's to the next WrestleMania. Let's just hope that, um, and also here's to when when we come out of this you know, these COVID things and we finally get that live audience back because I think we are really starting to to miss that now in the shows and I am very much looking forward to seeing where the direction of um, things go with Drew and Braun and hopefully in front of that live audience. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, it's been a strange year, but um, no, we do look forward to the next one, definitely. Um, and one thing I'm just mindful of doing because I never do is... Um, we do like sort of promote our, our social medias a little bit, Carl, if we could before we go. Um, so I believe we're now TikTok famous. <laughs> we are. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not you and I doing any um, kind of weird dances or anything like that. But um, you unless know, you guys do. want that sort of thing, <laughs> yeah, let us know in the comments, guys. Um, if if you want to see me do the renegade dance, you know, it can be done. It can be arranged. <laughs> um, but no, we are on TikTok, so um, you know, please follow us on there. We post quite a few different uh, videos and, and wrestling-related kind of questions and polls and things like that. And of course, we are on um, Instagram, we are on Twitter, we are on Facebook. Um, and don't forget our podcasts and wherever you find your podcasts, wherever yeah, you listen we're, to we're us on, now. We're on the big hitters. We're on Apple. We're on Spotify. We're on Google. Wherever you can think. We're even on TuneIn these days. So. Um, Anywhere you can find us, you know, if you enjoy it and you want to recommend it to a friend, fantastic. If you and don't also, enjoy it and you want to recommend it to an enemy just to piss them off, go for that too. It's all good. Yeah, we'll take what we can get. But also, <laughs> um, even if you consume your podcast directly via audio, we are on YouTube. So please drop us a sub on the channel. That will be a big help. Um, and, you know, you can follow us everywhere, basically. Just follow us. Be like, be like the creepy DDP of WWF and follow us like, uh, like you did Undertaker's Wife. That's what we want. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. So until next week, we'll see you all again. Yeah, take it easy, guys.